Calling all entrepreneurs. Are you ready for a biz boost in 2022? Tired of feeling alone or struggling to figure out this whole entrepreneur thing by yourself? Well, great, because we have your solution. We are hosting an in-person business conference in Nashville, Tennessee on April 25th through 28th, 2022. And this isn't your traditional boring corporate-like conference either. I mean, do you even know Evie and I? (laughs) Yes, the Heart Conference is a place for creative business owners and dreamers of all kinds to come together, experience community, learn business and marketing strategies that will help you grow and scale your business all while having the friggin' best time of your life. So get ready to be empowered in your business and life so you can go out and break down every barrier that is holding you back from achieving your goals. All right, and listen to our speaker lineup. Legit. All right, we have Jordan Lee Dooley, Paige Griffith of The Legal Page, Zim Flores, Angie Lee, as well as Lindsay and myself, and our keynote speaker, Donald Miller of freaking StoryBrand. Like, yes. Yeah. So basically, are you like ready to explode your business and build community in just three days? Because if so, it's time to learn some hardcore marketing and sales strategies that will grow your business beyond what you could ever imagine. Get paid to do what you love, speak to the heart of your ideal client, nip that feeling of loneliness in the bud, connect with a community of like-minded creative entrepreneur besties, receive over 12 hours of hardcore business education, dance your pants off at our heart dance party, and listen to seven industry leaders teach you everything they know. Yeah, it's a lot in just three days. Buzz gonna be good. (laughs) If you are ready to give your business a jumpstart in 2022 and lead in your business empowered, come join us at the Heart Conference. You can find out more at theheartuniversity.com forward slash conference. You are listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We are your hosts, Evie McLeod and Lindsay Roman. We are so stoked that you are here, my friend. If you could take just two minutes, pause this episode before you go any further and leave us a little five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We would love you forever. Not that we don't already, but it really does help get our show off the ground and into other people's lives, earbuds, all the things, even more. And it really is such helpful feedback. And we love reading all the reviews to help us make sure this show is the best that it can be. All right, you rock. Love you. Thank you in advance. Now, on to today's episode. Today, we are hearkening back to the good old newspaper days. Remember when newspapers would have advice columns that people would write into like Dear Abby or whatever. Anyways, anyone remember those? Cool. Basically, podcasts before podcasts were a thing. Well, Now we are here with a podcast doing a super fun advice column on the podcast today all about photography. So we had you, our listeners, write in and tell us your biggest struggles or circumstances you've encountered in your photography businesses. And today on the show, Lindsay and I answer your submissions, sharing what we would do in each circumstance. We cover submissions about how to deal with newer photographers, asking you for everything for free, what to do when someone straight up doesn't show up for their session and they've paid you, like yikes, (laughs) and what to do when a client refuses to pay you. Yeah, we're, we're going into the Bridezilla horror story with that one. Anyways, it is a super fun show and we have a lot to say today. So what would Evie and Lindsay do? Let's find out. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. 
So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, cause here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. All right, let's rock and roll on a photography advice column with Lindsay and Evie. Yes, let's go. <laughs> I'm so stoked. It's going to be fun. I think this is going to be exciting. So yes. the first submission comes from Mary. Who should read it, Lindsay? You or me? Uh, you go. All right. Mary said, I would love tips on how to healthily deal with other photographers who constantly want stuff from you. For example, asking you to share locations, asking you what your exact client gift is, asking for course logins that you invested in. This one is just straight up theft and easy to say no to, but I can't believe people ask this. And asking what you put in all your wedding and pricing guides, et cetera, et cetera. I'm all for community over competition and I have a hard time saying no sometimes, but it just feels icky when you've spent so many hours scouting for a location or just invested in quality education or guides or templates or something. And some, someone else instantly wants to reap rewards from your hard work. It's a little different when it's a close fr- photographer friend and you're both helping each other, but I'm specifically struggling with people who barely I barely know or who I only know a little bit. Mm. Do you imagine, oh, cool. they didn't say it like this, but I'm imagining it being like, dear Evie and Lindsay, what would you do? <laughs> dear Evie and Lindsay, like, would love true, to know what you would do. <laughs> true advice column. Uh, Appreciate era. any advice you can give. <laughs> okay, this is a, Fan freaking tastic question, first of all. I'm very mm-hmm. excited. Thank you, Mary, for submitting it. Because um, I think a lot of people, especially as they get into the photography industry, and I, honestly, even if you're listening to this and you're not a photographer, I think this applies to almost any other industry. It's like anywhere. It's the, it's the yeah, concept of like asking. a beginner that's just got into the into the game of business in a specific industry is asking someone who's been in it for a while what what they've done. And I think before we even say anything, I think most of the time this comes from an innocent place. Yeah. Uh, well, other than freaking asking for a course login, uh-uh. Oh, I will get on my soapbox and I will rage about that one because no, honey, that is theft. Grand Auto. Just kidding. Not Grand Auto, but it's just theft. Um, it is illegal. It is illegal. of the time. It's happened to us before and I have no tolerance for cheaters and scammers and people that cheat. Okay, you get it. Um, <laughs> other than that, other than that specific one, I think everything else comes from an innocent place. I, I yeah. think. Would you agree I, with that? Yeah, I think a lot of people don't understand, especially like, like what they're photographers. Yeah, they don't understand like what they're asking or that they're asking too much or, you know, even that there might be boundaries. I think like, I don't know, when you think about at the beginning of your career, photography or whatever, there's often stuff that you like don't even know that you don't know, if that makes sense. So like somebody asking like, hey, where'd you shoot this location? Like they haven't been in the industry long enough to realize like, oh, location scouting and like finding all these really cool places can it actually... actually took me a whole weekend to find yeah, that. I, I would prefer not to just <laughs> give it to you for free. Yeah, exactly. Like I think there's a lot of... I, it sounds really harsh, but I don't mean it in a harsh way. I mean it actually in a gentle, grace-filled way. I think there's a lot of like ignorance. Like they just, just genuinely don't know. Mm-hmm. And so it, I think, requires a lot of grace on our end in responding and a lot of intentionality to actually educate and share, not just like no, unfortunately, I don't disclose that information if that's the situation that you're going with. But sharing why, 
the, that that might be the case, if that makes sense. Which I think leads us to our answer of like, okay, what would we do in this situation? Say we're like going about our photography business and somebody DMs or sends us an email or whatever. Usually I feel like it's a DM asking, hey, like, where did you take that? I get DMs like this literally still to this day of like, hey, where did you shoot this certain session at? Mm -hmm. Or like, maybe not. Now that we like are a little bit more like educators and like sell pricing guides and things like that, I feel like I get asked less of like, hey, what's in your pricing guide? But I did get asked those questions, especially kind of like- when I was more doing photography, like, yeah, like daily, it would be like a, hey, where did you find this? Like, hey, like basically exactly everything that this submission that Mary like put in. So my my thought is to respond truthfully. And this is how I genuinely respond. If it, like a common question of like, hey, where did you shoot that photo? I respond back with a very sweet message, but a firm message saying like, hey, I actually don't give out that information only because, and then explaining yourself with grace, but also like kindly, but also firmly, it's like, hey, I actually spent like a whole day or like I actually am very intentional with scouting my locations and it actually takes time and skill to be able to do that. And so I always recommend like almost saying no kindly, but then giving them like a challenge to rise up to. Like, hey, I actually recommend you go out in this area and like locations out yourself because it one makes not only you a better photographer, but then you might find other locations that like are way better than what I found even. Mm -hmm. You might find hidden gems. And I think that's the thing with this answer too of, you know, I think there's also a way to give information without giving like the answer key, if that makes sense. Like if somebody asks you like, oh, what, what, what is your exact client gift? Or, you know, what exactly do you have in your wedding guide or your pricing guide or something? I think there's a way to answer that in a way of like, hey, so I try to find gifts for my clients that are meaningful, that I know will stick around, that they'll want, you know, like you can answer it without being like, here's the exact item that I order for them or like something like that. Or in the situation of like the pricing guide, there's a way to say, you know, I think through the questions that my clients might be having, like, what are they struggling with in their planning process that I can help them with in my wedding guide? Or, you know, what questions will they have about working with me, about booking with me, about the investment with me that I can answer in, you know, like there's ways to give them a helping hand without handing them the entire answer key that you've Mm -hmm. worked your butt off for. So I think, and I think it also just depends, like I will say this, like if you are feeling like somebody's asking a little bit too much from you, constantly or multiple people are, and you're in a place where you've considered offering mentor sessions or coaching or anything like that, I think a really good option too is if you've given them like five helpful emails or DMs back with helpful information and they just keep coming back to you, there might be a time where you need to draw a line and say, hey, I actually like, if you would love to work with me hands-on and get a bunch of like hands-on applicable like strategic information, I would love to offer a mentor session to you in -hmm. order to give you like more hands-on applicable advice. I don't give out everything that I do for free. There's like, there's also that boundary that sometimes that you need to draw of like, hey, I'll give you some free like tidbits of information. But also if you're going to keep asking me like every question under the sun and everything of my behind the scenes that I've poured hours and thousands into you mm-hmm. might also need to pay for that information. So there is a way to say that. Yeah, something you could also say is like, I actually answer the exact question that you're asking in mentor. Like if you obviously do do mentor sessions, which you probably do if you're answering what Evie just said. Like, and even if you're, well, I'll get to that in a second. But 
I would, I would say like, hey, like I actually have mentees who ask that question and they're paying for it. I mean, yeah. say it maybe in a kinder way than that, but like just, it, I think Evie worded it beautifully. Um, but, but just knowing like in a kind way to like, just like, hey, you might not know this, but I actually offer mentor sessions. And I, I, I talk about that exact question in a lot of my mentor sessions because it is something that's a lot really confusing for a lot of photographers. So I'd be happy to like schedule a call with you and really dive deeper than just giving you, and something you could say is like, this, to really fully answer this question, it like, to actually give you the correct answer would require like 30 minutes of explaining it, or or maybe not even 30, but just like, would require more in-depth knowledge than like a quick DM could. And I'm not doing it justice if I just like answer, like it's not actually giving you the answer that's going to help you and benefit you most. So that, Mm -hmm. you're framing it in a way that, that it's to their benefit to, to schedule a call with you. And even if it's not you, you could say like, like, don't, like, you absolutely don't have to schedule a call with me, but I do recommend, like, going to education for that answer because, like, you, I don't know, something like that where it's, like, you're you're kindly and firmly standing your ground, but also directing them into a space to come work with you in a respectful way. The mm-hmm. other thing I will say is check your heart also, especially if you're, if you don't offer mentor sessions, like, you're not into in photography education whatsoever. Are you just, like, being protective and almost, like, uh, what is the word I'm trying to think of? No, no, well, gatekeeping, but like viewing it from a scarcity mindset of like, if I share this with them, they're going to completely take all of my clients and overtake my business. Because I would also check your heart on that. Are you just Mm -hmm. not sharing information? Not that you're entitled to share information with them, but are you not sharing information with them because you're afraid that they'll like overtake your business and beat you? So I would check your heart on that, especially for the people that don't sell education and they're just like, you're like, I don't want to share it. Which if you don't want to, that's totally fine. But check your heart on why. Yeah. I think there's there's not a right or wrong way that this is the one thing I wanted to say too in kind of wrapping up this, this submission and this question. I don't think like, I'm not going to say to every person under the sun, oh yeah, don't give away your locations. Don't give away, you know, your client gifts. Don't like, I'm I'm never going to say that. I, yeah. I've given so much away over the years. And I think there's a lot of power in blessing other people with a lot of free information. Mm-hmm. But under at the same time, I do not think, like I'm not going to answer this question for Mary and say, why the heck wouldn't you give away your locations? Like why? Like I think it's just a personal thing. And I love that Lindsay brought up just checking your heart and making sure it's not coming from that place of scarcity or fear or... Uh, pride even of Uh like, I know something that somebody else doesn't and I don't want to give them that information. I think just making sure that it's coming from a place of like, hey, actually, if I answer everything that I know on this topic, I am doing you a disservice. Yeah, I'm I'm giving away information that's actually not going to help you grow as a photographer. It's it's handing you the answer key to a textbook. You're not going to actually learn as you go, which I want you to learn. I want to explain more than I can and like, a DM or, you know, whatever. So I think it just comes down to the heart. And I know there is controversy in the photography industry over whether or not to share locations and whether it's gatekeeping, whether it's like a terrible thing. And clearly Lindsay and I are are the people who are of the opinion of like, go out and explore and find your own places. And we're not just going to hand you, you know, every location we've ever shot. Yeah. But at the same time, I also know why some photographers are like, I just want to share everything with everyone. So to each their own in this I've, scenario. I've also had not a photographer DM me, but another couple. So like I shot a, a elopement in Telluride and I got there early. My whole fam came. It was so much fun. And we all scouted together. Um, 
and I had a couple, so not a photographer, and they were like, hey, we're eloping in Telluride, and I would love to know exactly where like you shot that engagement session so we can tell our photographer. And that was a situation where I was like, kindly, you did not hire me. <laughs> like, And I reserve that. Like, that's what I do for my clients. It's a part of the experience that I offer. So I, because you did not hire me, I am not your photographer. I I cannot share that information, unfortunately. Like I did the work for them specifically to find that location. Yeah. I just thought that was a good example. Anyways. All right. Well, first submission from Mary. Those are our thoughts, our advice. Moving on to the second submission from Rochelle. Lindsay, Mm. would you like to read it? Sure. All right. She said, not necessarily an issue, but a weird thing that happened last summer. I had a shoot with a distant family friend, so we weren't close. She paid and signed the contract and then never showed up for the shoot. I reached out to her a couple times after just to make sure she was okay since she had emailed me the day before. It was so weird. I had never heard from her and then months later saw her post on Facebook. So I just had to assume she was okay. So that was what they said. That was what Rochelle said. And so my like taking from that is like basically the question becomes what do you do when someone straight up just doesn't show up to a session that they booked and paid for and then never responds to you and maybe this is a kind of a unique situation um but maybe someone out there has also dealt with something similar or might in the future like I think this is kind of unusual because usually I feel like if people pay they would arrive like my first instinct would be like did she die I mean not to be morbid but like uh, that would be where Rochelle said she posted on Facebook months later. Right. So I guess, if okay, so what would we do? I guess in the moment, what would we do if like she didn't show up? The only thing you can do, if you've done all the work prior of emailing and she even emailed the day before, so like it looked like everything was good to go. Like obviously, yeah, if you're at the session, you're going to text her, you're going to email her. But then like, what do you do when it comes to like 30 minutes to an hour? Like how long do you wait? Oh, that's a good question. I mean... I mean, I don't know. It depends on what it's for. You know, if it's for like a portrait session that's supposed to be an hour long, I would probably stay the full hour, see if anyone shows up and then probably head out. Also, if it's at sunset, at what point in time, say they booked you for an hour and a half, at what point in time do they not get that hour anymore? Otherwise, because it'll be dark because the sunset. Well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I would, I would personally stay the length of whatever session they hired you for, if that makes sense. Just in case they showed up. Yeah, just in case they hit traffic, they had an accident, they had a flat tire, like something happened and they couldn't communicate. Like I would stay there the length of the agreed upon session yeah, time. But what about if they show up and there's only like 15 more minutes of sunlight? Would you still just be there to connect because they're not answering their phone? I would think so. And then I, I think from there, it would just depend on what the scenario is. Like, do you reschedule? Is it close to home? Is it easy for you? Like, obviously you wasted an hour of your time, but at the same time, if that person had a flat tie, like it depends so much on the scenario. Like if it's something outside of their control, are you going to grace them with another reschedule? But at the same time- Well, that's a good question. This person did not ask this necessarily, but like say there, if we're pretending that she shows up, right? But she shows up late. If she shows up late, and it's not her fault, you reschedule, right? Yes, I would, 100%. Yeah, same. If she shows up and it is her fault, and she's very not apologetic, what would you No, (laughs) I would not reschedule. I would say, okay, you have 15 minutes. Like, you get what you get. Like, this is the time. You you were in control of the scenario. You chose to leave late or something. Mm -hmm. And how do you you do that kindly? I think it's pointing back to the contract and saying, I'm so sorry. I know like, you know, life happens and, and everything. However, from the sounds of it, Mm -hmm. you chose to arrive at this appointed time when we had agreed upon this appointed time. And I've still taken that amount of time out of my day 
But what if, now she's now she's begging you. But but I'm so sorry. Like uh, we got caught I would, up. I would say totally understand. I'm more than happy to schedule and rebook a whole nother session with you if you'd like to try again. Woo! Girl, get it. Okay. I wanted, <laughs> I wanted to play devil's advocate. No, let's actually answer the question because we just pretended that she showed up, but she We didn't. showed a whole different scenario that never happened in Rochelle's circumstance. It's fine. Okay, so now she now it's sunset and she's never responded. And she... So obviously you go home, right? So you go home. I mean, yes, I would go home. I would do basically everything that Rochelle did. I would follow up a couple of times if there's no mm-hmm. response, like moving on. I guess, yeah, she paid you. Yeah. So it's literally like what... It's like... It is a weird situation. And like, I mean, she did say it's not necessarily an issue because it's like, well, there's if she paid you, then she paid you. It's like, you just got, well, no, you still got paid to drive somewhere and sit there. Yeah, like you got paid for your time and the energy that went into the communication and the preparation, everything like that. So would you, I, I would send an email and say like, hey, I'm so sorry. I'm not sure what happened, but like, I would be happy to book another session with you if you want. Obviously not saying like, I will reschedule a session with you because you obviously missed it, but saying like... I mean, I would say like, let me know if you need to book another session with me or continue getting the photos that we'd initially booked for. Right. And then if you never responds, you just move along your life. Well, here's the question. Would you say something once you see her post on Facebook? So you know she's like not dead. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, I don't think so. She says like months later. Yeah, I'd probably leave it. I would just leave it like that something like if that person hasn't responded to my emails that I've been, you know, like once or twice reached out and been like, Hey, are you okay? What's going on? Like, there's no one said you're paid. Yeah. And I also think you've done your due diligence of like following up. Yeah. And in my mind too, I don't know if this is bad, but in the back of my head, I'm like, well, maybe there's a reason that that person didn't like the husband wasn't happy that a photo shoot had been scheduled and he didn't want to be a part of it. You know, like there's like so much stuff that could happen that I'm like, right. all right, it is what it is. Like you would think someone would like email to explain, but maybe it's like an embarrassing situation. Like who knows? Who knows? Yeah, I have no idea. All right. Well, crazy. That was fun. Hey, have you been eyeing the Heart Conference tickets, but maybe feeling really torn or overwhelmed? Like, Wow, it sounds amazing to get to sit and learn from seven of the industry's biggest movers and shakers. And getting in a room with dozens of other powerhouse entrepreneurs sounds like a game changer. And man, you really need that boost in your business this year. But it also just feels like a lot. Look, we get it. Going somewhere alone can be really freaking overwhelming. Traveling can be expensive and hard, which is why we have the Heart Conference Facebook group. We have dozens of other entrepreneurs in there connecting with each other before our week together in Nashville. And that's also a great place to find travel buddies to go with you and split travel costs like lodging, rent-to-cars, etc. To join the Facebook group and find your people to make this experience even more fun and exciting, go to theheartuniversity.com forward slash conference. There's a section on the page to join the group and the link directly to the Facebook group is also in the show notes. We want to see you in Nashville. So grab a ticket if you haven't already and come join the pregame party in our conference Facebook group to grab a travel buddy, meet new friends, and get hyped together. That's theheartuniversity.com forward slash conference. And we'll see you in Nashville. Hey, photographers, wedding vendors, this one is for you. Your clients are spending thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to book your services for their weddings. And the question is, do you have an intentional gift for them to say thank you when they book your services? If not, a great idea is giving your couples vow books for their big day. The Keeper Co. created the first ever interactive wedding vow books that your clients will be obsessed with and So will you. 
These vow books fill in the empty pages that are often left blank in other vow books with 15 interactive prompts that are both fun and romantic. Couples can choose to read them during their first looks, during a private vow reading, or exchange them when they're even getting ready. And these prompts create the sweetest and just most genuine reactions with couples when they read them out loud to each other. You know, cue the happy tears. Yes. So if you are ready to up-level your client's experience with your brand and give a gift that your clients will love for decades to come, then you're in the right spot. You're going to look really good giving these as a gift. You can use the code HEARTFAM to get 10% off your purchase from The Keeper Co.'s website. And yes, The Keeper Co. offers discounts for bulk orders. So visit thekeeperco.com to use these vow books and try them out for yourself and use code HEARTFAM for 10% off. All right. Third one. Third submission. Now this is a story time. This is a doozy. Who's, (laughs) should I, should I read it? Yeah, you read it. It's from Macy. Um, It might take her like five minutes to read, but it's a good one, y'all. So like buckle up, grab a glass of wine. Grab some popcorn. Yes, grab some popcorn because story time with Lindsay and Evie is about to go down. And Macy. And Macy, who is the (laughs) submissioner for, for, for this Submission. Okay, you get it. Submission R4 days. <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> Macy said, this is a long one, so get ready. This is absolutely the most infuriating situation I've ever encountered as a photographer. While I think I handled the situation well, I do think about the situation a lot, and I'm interested to know how someone else would have handled it. Story time. All right. I shot a wedding for a close friend a few years ago and did not do a contract. This was when I first started out wedding photography and didn't realize I needed one. Their engagement photos were in January and their wedding in July. I only charged them $600 for both. And it was verbally agreed upon that they would pay half at the engagement session and half at the wedding. Well, engagement photos came and they didn't have any money for me and said they would pay me the following week, but no payment. I bring it up a few times and they finally ask five weeks after their engagement session if they can just pay the full amount at the wedding. At this point, I have a bad feeling about this, but because they were my close friends at the time, I decided to ignore my gut feeling and just go ahead and shoot the wedding anyways. They're my friends. They wouldn't screw me over, right? I get to the wedding and go to the getting ready room and immediately ask the bride if we can get payment settled so that we can get through the day without worrying about it. She says she doesn't have the money on her at the moment, but was planning to pay me after the reception when it was time for everyone to go home. I decided to say F it and shot the 10-hour wedding without even a dime. End of the night comes and the bride and groom are so drunk that they can't even walk, let alone write a check. I mentioned to the bride that I'll call her the following Monday concerning payment, congratulate them, and head out for the night. It is well past midnight at this point, so I'm ready to pass the heck out. The wedding is quite a few hours away from where I live, and the bride has said that she has paid for my hotel room for the night of the wedding. I get to the hotel where the bride has assured me there is a room booked and paid for. I get to the front desk and check in. There's a room reserved for me, sure, but the bride never paid for the room. So not only did I work a full wedding day and an engagement session without getting paid, I also had to pay for the hotel room I was promised would be paid for. At this point, I am absolutely livid. I wait out the weekend before calling the bride on the following Monday. I know I'm partially at fault at this point for not having contracts in place, so I try not to be too aggravated. I call and tell her that as soon as I receive full payment, I will deliver her photos, but not until then. She agrees, apologizes, and says that she'll have me paid by the end of the week. I have all the photos edited and ready to be sent by the end of the week as well, but I absolutely refused to actually send them until I got paid. A week comes and goes and no payment. At this point, I've expected it. The bride stops taking my calls and ignores my emails, but what she does is sick her mother on me. 
On a daily basis, I get harassing messages from her mother like, if I ran my business like this, this would, it would be run to the ground. I will get these photos from you one way or another. You will regret not sending the photos, and etc." Three months go by of me constantly getting messages from her mother, me explaining repetitively that I have not even been paid and my policy is no photos until payment. And since she is not the one who hired me, I would not be releasing any photos to her. Me constantly emailing the bride, asking it, making it very clear The photos are ready and I was ready to give them to the bride as soon as the payment is made and so on. Finally, in October, the bride finally replies and she's angry as a hornet that she hasn't gotten her photos yet. This is also a full three months of the mother of the bride messaging me daily and leaving bad reviews on my photography social media frequently. I explain for the hundredth time that they've been ready for months and that I've been waiting for payment. And right back to ignoring me, she goes. In this time frame from the wedding in July to October, the bride has avoided me at all costs from no longer hanging out with our friend group, avoiding talking to me and my boyfriend at any costs, and prohibiting her new husband from hanging out with us as well. Finally, in October, my boyfriend and the husband decide that enough is enough and that the bride needs to get over it. They arrange a night where we have dinner and hang out. The first thing the husband says when they come over is, pay Macy. The bride refuses, saying that she left her purse in the car and it was too cold outside. She says, she'll gra- <laughs> she says she'll grab the check when she goes out there to start the car before they leave later. The uh. husband is irritated and tries to get her to just go get it, but eventually gives up. Dinner passes. We hang out for around four more hours, and now they want to leave. The husband says again that she needs to go get the check. She throws a fit like a toddler about how I should have just done the wedding for free and that I shouldn't still be throwing a fit about getting paid, and I should have just given her the photos immediately after the wedding. Husband is mad at this point and very embarrassed. Eventually, the bride stomps her foot and pulls the check out of her pocket where it had been all night, throws it at me, and goes and pouts in the car. Since then, I've had little to no contact with either the bride or groom, but I think of this situation often and wonder if I handled it well or not. I feel like $600 for engagement photos and a 10-hour wedding day, as well as a hotel room that was promised to be paid for from the couple, is absolutely dirt cheap. This is when I first got started and had barely shot any weddings. There should not have been this big of an issue over it, especially when I know both the bride and groom had the money to pay for it. I got contracts immediately after and have never done a single session without one. I should have had them in the first place, but I genuinely did not think that such good friends would screw me over like that. The bride never apologized for trying to get away with not paying me at all and for her mother harassing me and leaving false negative reviews. Not only did she avoid paying me as much as she could, but she let her mother tarnish my reputation. I would never be caught dead in a situation like this again, but from a standpoint of a beginner photographer who genuinely did not know any better concerning contracts, I feel like I handled it okay. How would you guys have handled this? Ooh. (laughs) I am ready to throw down. (laughs) Oh, like seething. This is what happens when uh, you don't discipline children. They grow up to be entitled people. Entitled brats. (laughs) that expect free wedding photography. Okay, who? I don't even know where to, I literally don't even know. I, I'm i speechless, <laughs> first of all. I think, I think also, I would like to think that this is a unique circumstance. I would like to think that crazy people like this that are not psychotic don't exist. But I don't think that's true. I think there are some bad eggs out there that would do exactly what this bride did to Macy, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I... I don't even have words. I literally don't even have words. I'm literally speechless. The fact that she assumes that, like, the thing that gets me is, like, they consistently are berating her. They're consistently being like, give us our photos. Give us our photos. She literally is like, all she's saying is, like, pay me. Like, I'm happy. I want to give you your photos. Trust me. Okay, I think this is the, because I feel like Macy, honestly, 
Macy handled this incredibly well, all things considered. Like, she held her ground. She Other than, like, go, having a contract at the beginning. Well, but yeah. she recognizes that. Clearly, that's one of those situations where you don't realize how vital you're, it is yeah. until you're in this situation. So that yep, aside, because yep. Macy already sees this, and, like, everyone listening to this now can realize, like, contracts should have been in place from day well, one. Well, before but, you say that, everyone listening to this, if you are a beginner photographer, I don't care if it's your freaking sister getting married, contract her the frick up. Yeah. I don't care if she is blood relative. Contract her up. Other than the contract thing, the, I think the thing that I might have done is email the bride, not necessarily threatening legal action, but saying like, we, we've we had a verbal agreement. But there's no, there's no contract to stand on. I know there's not a contract to stand on. However, I think you could say like, your mother is... is defaming my character and my reputation. For no reason. For no reason. Like, I would almost have maybe taken it that direction of, like, a cease and desist of, like, if you don't have your mother stop making lying, like, accusations of me online, then I'm going to figure out, like, I'm going to take legal action. Like, Well, the other other learning lesson from this is verbal agreement, I don't think stands a chance in like court. Like you no, need no. written, even if you don't have a contract, you need written agreement on both sides or like proof well, of written agreement. Yeah, I will. Because otherwise say, then it's just a who, he said, she said. So I, like- I the, will just the, be very careful with what Lindsay said of, of if you don't have a contract, have a written agreement. I, I would just, what she's saying is- Oh, you get a contract. <laughs> what she's saying is if you are, like if it's a random scenario of like, you know, what, like have something in writing, period. Yes. But- there needs to be a contract. That is yeah, not contra- just a yes. no contract. Oh, yes. What I said was not to be like, don't get a contract. You're going to be fine. If you write like a Word document and just say, we both agree. No, no, no. Honey, get a contract. However, yes. what I'm saying is like a verbal agreement. I'm not a lawyer. So like, where's the legal page when we need her? But like, <laughs> I wish she was on this episode so bad with this. But like, verbal agreement like, I don't even think you could, you could maybe argue legal action of like her defaming your character for no reason of just like yeah. ranting because you haven't paid her. But who's to say if it was just verbal that Macy didn't agree to do the wedding for free and then is withholding photos? Like, we don't know yeah. that you yeah. know, because there's no contract. No, I agree. I honestly think like, I'm trying to sit through this scenario. I don't think I would have done anything differently than Macy did of like, just the, oh, the question that I have though, like, Okay, I don't think I would have done anything differently, to be completely honest. However, I do have a question of, it sounds like the husband had somewhat of a sense of, of right pride and wrong. Or right, yes, yes, <laughs> not pride. Like, But I just jump. don't understand, like, I don't understand how it's, you know, she says, like, finally in October, my boyfriend and the husband decide that enough is enough and the bride needs to get over it. I'm like, if I had been the husband, I would have just written the check and sent it to the photographer, like, a week after once Yeah, like, why is it the scenario. bride's, why is it the bride's issue and not the, they're married? What, well, one and I just don't understand. Flesh, one, one flesh. Like, <laughs> like, well, I just don't understand. The thing that confused me was that like it it almost the way it was written almost sounded like the husband was like an innocent victim in this but I'm like he could have just written a check or and or sent cash to the photographer and been like honey sit your ass down like you're acting right. like a toddler right but he didn't but yet in this scenario of like the dinner he's like pay Macy you know clearly was irritated clearly was upset very mad very embarrassed but I'm like okay why was the husband not just taking charge of the situation and being like you are insane, sit down, I'm paying our photographer. Especially because they were also friends. Like, 
I guess he yeah. probably was scared of his wife is my assumption. <laughs> I mean, maybe. And he didn't want to like, like get in the middle of it. But I'm also like, I cannot imagine. I, I'm also trying to figure out what her motive was. Like from the beginning, was she literally trying to just get free photos? It like, sounds was that like it. The motive from the very beginning, or did she ever have a thought process to pay? The thing that gets me is like she has the check already written out in her pocket the entire dinner. Oh, and I then think straight 100- up lies straight up lies and says, oh, I'll have to go into... Like, was she still trying to, like, get it for free? Yes. I think that was her whole thing. Was she, like, by not paying for the engagement photos and then not paying on the wedding day, I think she was trying to guilt trip Macy into being like, I don't want to keep following up. Like, I'll send the photos and then Macy would have had no, like, foot She was trying to be a scammer and a cheater, which we have no respect for. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Do you have anything else in this scenario, Lindsay, that you would have, like, done differently? I don't think, I mean, in this scenario, other than getting, like, it, other, like, if you, if you, if I found myself in a scenario like this and I've already, like, didn't have a contract, I agree. I don't know if there, there's nothing you can do without, like, Macy did the right thing by withholding the photos until, yeah. until, and then, like, I would, anything that the, that the, the mom of the bride did publicly, I would comment back. Like, so if it was a review, I would screenshot like so you have proof of it. That's the yes. one thing I would say. I would screenshot it and then I would also, like, screenshot any, verbal or written, sorry, not verbal, uh, written like text or email anywhere of where the bride said like, hey, I'll pay you on at the wedding day or yeah. something like that. That way it is written somewhere. Um, but then I would like say the, the mother of the bride left you like a review on Google that was scathing, respond back and very succinctly describe the situation. Like that's the only thing you can do when you have like a negative review and it's completely false. It's like you can respond. If you can't delete it, obviously, you have to respond back and like just combat lies with the truth. Like with... Well, there are, depending on where it was, if it was on like Facebook page or something, there are ways to like dispute slash report a review that's like fraudulent. Yeah. But that's getting into that. The other thing I will say, I think we should do like, what are learning lessons for beginner photographers from this story? That's good. A, get a contract. Oh, <laughs> like, get a contract. And I don't, again, like contract. I said, I don't care if your mom is getting married. I don't care if your sister's getting married. I don't care if your daughter is getting married and wants you to shoot it. Contract her up. Yep. I also, the other thing that, this is just a me thing, but I I feel pretty strongly about this. I would never, ever have your payment due date be on a bride and groom's wedding day. Yeah, I, have it be I, a month before. It needs to be like, before at some point, whether it's a week before, two weeks before, four weeks before, like it needs to be before their wedding day because you will not even show up to their wedding day until they have made that final payment. And I also think there's a lot to be said of like on a bride and groom's wedding day, they're not going to have the capacity to think through, oh, let me prepare this check or let me make this online payment or like 100% never have a payment date be on the date of the event or wedding or mm-hmm. shoot. Um, the other the other thing that we could pull from this is it looked like the bride was supposed to pay for the hotel instead of just taking the bride's word for it. I guess, well, how would you, if the bride was supposed to book it, what I would suggest is like the photographer books it and the bride reimburses before again, the wedding date, like before. Yeah. That's how that, we do it. Yeah, that's how we do it. Um, that way, again, like by the time you're showing up on the wedding date, every single thing should be paid for. 
Yes. Like you should not be having a situation where if and th- the check that you're trying to receive at the end of the night should be a tip. Thank you yeah. and good night. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that should be in your contract. Like your your contract should protect you and say, final payment is due on this date. If final payment is not received, no services will be rendered. So that's like yeah. the protection is, hey, if you don't pay me, I will not be showing up on your wedding day. Yeah. So, Well, also with the engagement session, you should not be showing up for an engagement session without a deposit, not even a deposit of non-refundable retainer. Like, yeah. like the, you should have cash money in the bank before you step a foot outside of your house. Thank you and good night. <laughs> <laughs> I think, again, this is, we're going back and all of us have made mistakes at the beginning of our journey. So we're going oh, yeah. back and like, Macy, this is in no way to say that like, this is a beautiful example. That, like, because I think, a variation of this happens to a lot of people. Yes. So hopefully that all was A, an entertaining story, B, a terrifying story that helps you get your contracts in gear. By the way, we have contracts in our shop. In our shop online. <laughs> and we've, we've partnered with the legal page who is a legitimate lawyer and photographer. So she knows obviously like legalities. She gets it all. She gets, she gets, gets it, it all. all. Like, don't, don't just buy contract templates from like photographers out there that, that are not lawyers or yeah. have not partnered with a lawyer because like that's not actually... We have great contracts in our shop. That's the point. Yes. Thank you and good night. (laughs) Okay. I think that's that's everything. That's the last submission. Thank you for coming to our What Would Lindsay and Evie Do uh, conversation. What is that? W-W-L-N-E-D? L-A-E-D? L-A-E-D? That's not a pretty acronym. It's not as cute as W-W-J-D. Okay. Oh, that's funny. Well, we hope this was helpful. We hope you learned something from this, got a little bit of entertainment out of it, and also learned some lessons of what not to do and what to do. So mm-hmm. all yes. in all, this was a fun episode. Let us know if you want us to do more of these. Send us a DM over on the Instagram or come into... Well, and if, if you have photography like issues or circumstances or like a story that you want to share, you want us to share on the podcast of like, this happened to me, what the heck should I do or what should I have done if it's obviously in the past, please leave it in our podcast Facebook group. That's where we love just... We love pulling you guys in there for future episodes, but then specifically like content like this where we're actually like getting the content from you of like, what should we do? Like all those questions. Um, So leave them in the Facebook group if you want us to do this again or if you want us to do this like on a wider scale. Obviously this was photography specific, but you can also... Or we... Not you. We could do a specific business uh, episode too. Yeah. All right, that's all for today. We'll shut up. We'll let you get back to your business and your life. We love you and we'll see you on the next episode.